Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Before we start, a huge shout out to Dave on Instagram at Iowa underscore Dave. Uh, check, him, check out his Instagram page and follow his link in the bio to the hobby content. Um, really good stuff finding the positive in the hobby. And with all this negative surfacing lately, uh, his positive hobby content inspired today's episode. Can the hobby continue to police itself? Can the hobby continue to police itself? We've all live our lives with rules, 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 everywhere we go, right? Rules at school, rules in sports, Rules of the road, driving, neighborhood, neighborhood association rules, rules in the workplace. No matter where you go, there's rules and there's laws, right? Outside of those local rules, we have the laws. If we don't follow the law, we have a judicial system that penalizes us for it. Uh, I've talked about working in a prison where even the inmates have their own backbone of rules. But in this great hobby we all love, we have no rules, written or unwritten. If someone wrongs us in the hobby, who do we turn to? And does reporting these people to anybody get us anywhere? Does it fix the wrong? Um, everywhere else in life, if rules are broken, we've got attorneys, right? Lawsuits are filed. And these are all based on what? A set of written rules. So we know the hobby has watchdogs. Do the watchdogs have a set of rules? Do they answer to anybody? Is there anybody above the watchdogs? On the online auction sites, you know, eBay, PWCC, Golden, they all have a set of rules. Uh, eBay even has their own authentication program, right? So cards you're buying now uh, over a certain value, they get authenticated. Um, and there's rules for all these all these online sites. So do we feel more comfortable going there and buying a card knowing that we're getting exactly what we're, you know, what we're buying, right? You know, do we ever worry, oh, this may be fake or it may be not be the right card or do we just trust that they're going to send stuff? Why? Because they have a solid set of rules there. Uh, even social media platforms have rules. Um you know, the ones we buy cards in, you know, Facebook, they have Facebook groups, but, you know, they're pretty lax, right? On, uh, you know, some groups are pretty good. They run a tight ship. You know, you're going to post up a, a picture of a card. You know, you need to coin it. You need to price it. Uh, other people, just whatever, whatever you want to put up, just go ahead and put up. So, so it, you know, it really makes a difference where you're going and where you're looking at cards. Uh, on the social media platforms. 
You know, I, I'm on Instagram all day, and I, I'm sure most people are. Uh, and I see more and more people posting about negative things, right? These fake card deals um, that are going down. And then when people have their backs against the wall down the road, they're, oh, it was, it was just entertainment. Uh, you know, these fake sales to boost comps on cards. You know, somebody's selling a card. They're filming this card being sold for an enormous amount of money. And we to, are we to believe now that that's the new comp of that card? Uh, shill bidding. Shill bidding's all over, right? We, No matter where we go, you're going to run into that. Uh, these crooked breakers and these breaking scams. I mean, a whole bunch of this has just come up recently. I mean, we've all seen it. It's. I'm not sure why they... You know, they're recording it, right? It's it, 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 there, there's there's a video footprint of this, but, you know, people find it. And next thing you know, it starts to get sent all around the Internet, right? Becomes very viral. These fake Jordans, right? The uh, the guy who had the one PSA 10 and kept resubmitting it and cracking it and making fake PSA 10 Jordans. Uh, even buying Instagram followers. I hear a lot of content creators now talking about people who have five and six figure subscribers and only three to four figure views. Um, and a lot of these people were doing well, right? At one point or another, they've been, they were doing well. These, these people were watching at some point they were doing well in this hobby. Uh, and they've fallen to their own demises, right? They've, They've fallen off there. And, and there's a number of people I can mention them. I'm not going to, cause we all know who they are. Um, but they have to understand when they're at those higher levels, they become a hobby ambassador, whether they want to be or not, they are a hobby ambassador and everyone, everyone is trying to figure out a way to become one of them, to become, to get to the level they're at, you know, they're being looked up to and they have to remember I mean, it's just more obvious in this hobby than most places, but the more popular you are, the more people are going to try to find things negative about you. Um, I know somebody said, if you're not, if you're not getting negative comments, you're not doing it right. Right. Creating content. So whether it's true or not, um, but isn't it good enough just to be part of something greater? And if we're lucky enough to gain popularity, that kind of popularity, why risk it? Why wouldn't we risk it? Why wouldn't we want to be better ambassadors in the hobby? Uh, why wouldn't we want to just set good examples, not even good examples, great examples, you know, for, for, for the, the, the next generation coming in? Why wouldn't we want to do that? Why, why, would, why would we want to find and do something negative when we're at that highest level in the hobby. They say the only way to continue to grow in the hobby is off other people's followers. I think it can be done organically. I think it should be done organically. I think if you can't do that on your own and take the time to do it right and get to where you're supposed to be uh, in the hobby, you're not doing it right. It, it, we, we see time and time again, when people all of a sudden they rise very quickly to stardom in anything, but I'm we're talking about the hobby here. Um, that trajectory just can't keep going. It's got to level off sometime, and when it levels off, that's when it becomes a problem. That's when 
people start to think outside the box where they just feel I, I need to get higher. I need to get, I need to keep going higher. And I think that's where a lot of this negativity comes in. And that's where, that's where they fall. That's where they make bad mistakes. Right. And I think if we do it organically, if we take our time and do it right and, and, and work our way through the hobby, because everything takes time. If you want to be good, if you want to be great at anything, it takes time. You can't be great at anything overnight. I don't care who you are. Um, and I feel that's my path, right? That's my path in the hobby, you know, just sending lessons and positive messages every week, you know, hope to continue to, to gain traction just to keep organically rising in the hobby. Um, and I know I'm reaching people, you know, by all the messages and the comments I get every week. It just confirms that there's people out there that are just like me. And they understand me and, and, and you know, they, they want to talk about, what I'm talking about and they want to respond to it and have a conversation about it. You know, one thing I know about this hobby, uh, in life itself, when you get a group of strangers together, we all come with our own set of values and our own set of rules, right? We may, we may not all agree on all those values and all those rules, but still we arrive we find, we find ones that we can agree, find ones we can agree on and come together with, right? With, when we, when we come with our own set of personal rules, you know, sometimes we want to push it on other people. And sometimes people on the other side, they're like, yeah, I was raised that way. I, I feel the same way. And other people are like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, that may be a little strict for me, right? But I think we can find some kind of a medium in there, a happy medium. Uh, I think we can agree on. And that's really what the hobby is built on, right? That enough people agree on something in this hobby, it becomes an unwritten rule, right? Because there really is no rule book for the hobby. And, and I think, you know, people have been in this hobby a long time. And I've talked to the people that have been the ho and been in the hobby for years. And I've talked to the people who jumped in the hobby when I did, um, And it's interesting that I find that most people do agree on most of the unwritten rules. Because I think if you're in the hobby for the right reasons, you want to be successful. You want this hobby to be successful. You don't want to be, you know, out ripping people off, right? Or burning people because how far does that get you? That's people that are just coming in. They're fly by nights because, you know, how can you show your face? around after you've done something wrong to somebody else in the hobby. So I think most people, they want to come in, they want to feel good. They want people to treat them well. They're going to treat other people well. Um, and we're going to come up with a set of unwritten rules in the hobby. And as a hobby, together, we can keep the riffraff and the, the shenanigans to a minimum, right? We can't keep, we're not going to keep it all out, right? But we can keep it to a minimum, you know, even though there are no consequences for the people who show up in the hobby with either criminal or malicious intent or just plain stupidity, right? There's no consequences for them except for we as a hobby, as a group, we push them out, right? We don't allow them in. We don't allow them to, 
to to be part of our inner circles or part of our shows or part of our groups online, right? We're we're pushing these people out because they've done something like this. Um, and let's face it, I've seen people take advantage of their fellow collectors, right, for less than a hundred dollars. And I've seen deals go down with cards being sold for 50K cash. 50K cash. No paperwork, no contracts, no attorneys. Just a couple of guys making a deal, right? One of the greatest things about the hobby, because where else could you ever say that? Where else could you ever say that? So can the hobby continue to police itself if we can continue to attract good people who arrive with a good set of values and as a community we keep raising the red flags on those with less than good intent i mean and that's the most important thing that's why the hobby watchdogs work and and we call them hobby watchdogs but we're all hobby watchdogs Right. If we're in this hobby and we love this hobby, we're all hobby watchdogs. We're, we're all watching what's going on and we're all going to report things that we see, things that are negative. Uh, and we're going to talk about it and we're going to let other people know. And we're going to warn people. Right. Like, hey, you know, this may be going on or this person or that person. Right. So we all become a hobby watchdog. There are so many people in this hobby with such a positive message and it comes from a pure love of the hobby, right? When I look for content to consume, this is what I look for. I look for the positive stuff. You know, people who are trying to set good examples. Um, as I hope when people find this podcast, they feel the same way that I'm here trying to set a good example. And I'm just coming from, you know, we talked about my, my hobby journey, right? That I've collected, I've been in and out of the hobby for many years, but when I jumped in a few years ago, um, I was here to stay. Uh, and, and I, and I found lessons and that's why I'm here. Sports card lessons, uh, things that I could come out and, you know, teach other people. It, it doesn't mean I am the all teacher, right? The all knowing it's just things that I'm observing, things that I'm finding, things that I'm learning things that I'm learning in the hobby because I've been burned in the hobby before. You know, I, if you've been in this hobby, you know, you can't tell me that, you know, you either haven't made a mistake or someone's maybe burned you or taken advantage of you um, because it happens all the time. I mean, when we go to these shows, um, you know, you, you, you hear a lot of stuff, you see a lot of stuff and, and whether they're mistakes or, um, no matter what they are, it happens. It happens to all of us. But if if we can learn from it, and if stuff that happens to me that I say, hey, let me take this, let me take this to people and say, hey, this is what happened to me. You know, it's not all W's out there. I know, and you hear people on talking on content all the time, or oh, you know, it's it's all W's. Every they're winning every time. Everything is perfect, and it's not. We all know it's not. Um, nothing is perfect. Um, but I don't mind coming out. I don't mind coming out and telling people, hey, I made a mistake. I lost some money on this or I bought this card. It was a bad investment. I don't mind saying that, right? Because people understand that. I think, you know, people, they understand what I'm saying uh, and they've been there, 
um, and I don't care who you are. And I just said this, if you're in this hobby, you know, you've made some mistakes in the hobby and you could probably teach a lesson or two, right? You could probably just grab a mic and say, Hey, I could put you on here on this screen and say, Hey, tell me a lesson or two you've learned in the hobby. Right. And, and everybody, everybody has learned a lesson or two. Uh, and, and it's usually the hard way, but aren't those the best lessons to learn? Um, you know, I know in the hobby, people think negative equals views. And I know it's hard to look away from a good car, uh, car wreck, right? Um, but at the end of the day, if we continue to put more attention on the positives, the hobby becomes a safer place for all of us. You know, I don't know what changes are in store for the hobby. Um, I do know we are a long way from any hobby rules and regulations. And I don't know if we will ever see it, right? I don't know if we'll ever see hobby rules and regulations. Um, it, it's just my thought. I mean, this this hobby has been chugging along for many years without rules and regulations and people have come and people have gone. And I think uh, the good has pushed the bad out. And, and I think it works. I think for, you know, for what the hobby is, I think it works. Um, I'm thankful for the hobby watchdogs. I'm happy. I'm thankful. And when I say hobby watchdogs, we know we're talking about, you know, a smaller group of people, but I'm talking about everybody. We're all watchdogs. We're all hobby watchdogs out there. Um, especially if we love this hobby and if we see something going going wrong and somebody doing something wrong. I mean, it, it's like anywhere else, right? You see somebody locally doing something wrong, you say to them, hey, I don't know what you're doing. Why are you doing this? You know, it's 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 not a good idea. It's not a good look. It's not, you know, you give somebody like a fair warning if they're they're close by. And, but that's it. But that's it. You keep an eye on them. I mean, that's, you know, one fair warning. And, and, it, and if it continues on, you know, you alert them, you know, you put the, you put the red flag up, right? Tell them, hey, you got to watch this guy over here. And enough people are saying it, people will push them out of the hobby. They'll end up leaving. They'll go find somewhere else where they can, you know, bring their shenanigans. Um, I'm also thankful in my hobby landscape, which is at shows and online, that I really haven't encountered any personal negativity. Um, I'm the type of person that say, bring the positive, right? Bring the positive no matter where you go. And that's what you're going to find. What you're bringing is what you're going to find. What you are, who you are, that's what you're going to attract. Um, and I've always believed that. And it's always worked for me. I've always attracted good people, good people around me. And, and people who know me know that I'm a really positive, good person. And, and I think the hobby itself could do that right as long as we're 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 showing other people this is a great hobby and it's full of just great people people will want to come and, and and i think it's even more important you know um when we're at these shows especially for dealers um talking about ambassadors of the hobby you know when the parents come in and the grandparents come in with the kids and you know they don't know much about it uh 
that we try to educate them and make them feel as warm and welcomed as we possibly could because the better they feel about it the more they're going to want to bring their 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 child right it's a connection with their child it's something to do and i know about that stuff right because i've had kids and you always look for just a connection you can have with your child and you never know what it's going to be so growing up you're trying when your kids are growing up you're trying all different things right and if and if this is a connection this is something that there's no age limit in doing right? There's, there's no age limit. I mean, from, from three or four years old to a hundred years old, right? There's no age limit and, and everybody can enjoy this hobby. So, you know, if we can make everyone feel good and warm and welcome, you know, they're more apt to, to continue on and, and, and become part of the hobby because it, it feels like a warm, safe space to bring your child and just go out and, and enjoy yourself. Um, the online stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, trying, trying to navigate online when you're not talking to anybody and you can't see anybody and you don't even know, you know, you're all you have to look at is, is a profile and you don't even know what's the person that, whether their account may have been hijacked or not. So I always say, you know what, buyer beware online, buyer beware, common sense, a lot of common sense. Common sense has saved me from like a lot of online scams. And I know people that, you know, I've gotten caught up in this a lot and, you know, smart, you know, they've been smart. They've sent their money with, you know, the goods and services so they could get it back. But, you know, that's not easy. You talk to people who've had to done, do that. That's not easy. There's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of sending stuff back and forth. And, and it's aggravation. And there's some some anxiety involved, right? Because you don't know if you're getting... You, you did all this so you could get your money back. But, you know, you never know until you've got your cash or your check in hand that you got your money back, right? So there's a... There's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of anxiety in there. So just buyer beware online. I talked about making a deal. Um, and, you know, doing some due diligence, right? Just trying to vet out the person, um, see if we had people in common. And, you know, it, it turned out my daughter had somebody in common. So we got to go a little further that way. If you can do that, try to do that. If you're in the hobby, uh, especially in these Facebook groups, and you can go look to see who, who they're friends with on Facebook. And, and more than likely, you're going to know one or two people who know this person. And you can say, hey, you know, can, do you know anything about this person? Can you tell me anything? Should I be worried about making a deal with them? And, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll get some good information. You know, one of the things I really, really appreciate is the handshake when a deal is done. You know, as someone being older in the hobby, I was raised to shake someone's hand when you meet, when you part, and when you make a deal. And I see a lot of parents with kids at the shows. Uh, and when the kid buys a card, it could be a dollar. Most of it, most of the time, it's out of my dollar box, right? Buying a dollar card. And after I make the sale, I put my hand out and, and the parent will say, shake the man's hand and seal the deal. I love that. Absolutely love that. You know, I just, I don't know why. And I think it was just, you know, from, from my childhood, just being taught that. And it was something important. And I think uh, in past generations, it's meant so much. And I think we've kind of gotten away with it over the years. And I think 
for some reason in this hobby, um, it was an art that I thought was was forever gone, right? With COVID, and and with this hobby, it's made a comeback, right? And and I don't know, it's just great. It's great. I don't know how to explain it, but I enjoy the fact when I make a deal, a handshake, and now there's even a well, not now, but there's even a handshake emoji right on online there. So if you make a deal with somebody, they send that handshake emoji. And, you know, that's, that's like saying, I just shook your hand. We just made a deal. And I really appreciate that. It was an art I thought was lost and, and I'm, I'm glad it's made a comeback. Uh, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I will be back uh, on Monday for our next episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.